Welcome to Mediation Today, a program brought to you by Vesnatsa Tichanin, a Canberra lawyer and mediator. Every episode introduces an experienced Australian mediator to talk about mediation training, development, ethics and practice. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the ACT land, the Ngunnawal people. Dear listeners, in today's episode, my guest is a workplace mediator and a trained lawyer from Sydney, Elizabeth Rosa. Good morning, Elizabeth. It's great to have you again in my program mediation today. Good morning, Vesna. It's great to be on your program again, and thanks so much for inviting me. Of course, of course. Elizabeth is the principal of Resolve at Work and a nationally accredited mediator. She has a background as a lawyer, practicing in insurance litigation, workers' compensation, and employment law. She currently lectures at the College of Law in Negotiation and Dispute Resolution and has previously lectured at University of New South Wales in resolving civil disputes. Elizabeth has conducted numerous mediations and facilitations for a variety of organisations, including major Australian corporates, hospitals, universities, schools, government departments and councils. She runs professional development workshops for mediators throughout Australia and New Zealand, including the workshop titled How to Run a Workplace Mediation. Elizabeth, your website, Resolve at Work, that people can find in the various platforms that they search internet through, they are fantastic blogs that you regularly publish. And I actually followed the link from your recent post on LinkedIn. Tell us about writing those blogs before we go on to the training. All right. Yeah, well, I'm very interested in the whole area of workplace mediation because it's quite different and unique to other areas of mediation. So I'm always really wanting to explore how it's different to other areas and how to have best practice. And as I conduct mediations, I often have questions in my mind. So then I explore those questions by writing the blog. Um, And I also like to compare workplace mediation to other areas of mediation. So I've written about how workplace mediation is quite similar to family mediation and what workplace mediators could learn from the practice of family mediation and the skills that family dispute resolution practitioners have so yeah so it's a constant area of interest for me and that's why I write the blogs yes and really your most recent series or mini series of blogs the three-part series about uh, workplace mediation it's really an insightful and very educational uh, series of blogs if I may call it that good thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and the third part is yet to come. Yes, it's really all hot of the press. Yeah, the third part's yet to come. So I've done part one and part two, and I will issue part three. So recently you've uh, started advertising your latest series of classes, or let's say CPD on workplace relations, and not workplace relations only, but the conflicts, and uh, that's a two-day two full-day course that I myself attended last year as well. Tell us about it, please. Yeah, so that's the workshop, How to Run a Workplace Mediation, and it's on the 25th and 26th of May. And so that is all about the process of running a workplace mediation, so all of the steps 
And the steps don't just start with the mediation itself. It starts with having an intake meeting with the HR manager or referring manager from the employer organisation and speaking to them about the process that the mediation involves and also getting some background from them and explaining to them that you will conduct pre-mediation meetings before the mediation. So pre-mediation meetings about a week before the mediation and that will be to help the parties be ready for the mediation, help the parties explore and unpack the issues so that they are more able to articulate them at the mediation. And it's also like with family mediation, the family dispute resolution practitioners need to screen for suitability and so do workplace mediators. So it's about those steps and then I talk about some standard questions to ask in pre-mediation meetings and then I talk about the mediation. It's a big focus on pre-mediation meetings in my workshop because once you get that right, that can help the actual mediation fall into place. So the workshop has quite a number of different things in it. So it's got talking about process, then there's practice of the actual pre-mediation meetings where we do role plays with coaches. There's a video of me doing a fictional mediation with actors so that way people can actually look at what a workplace mediation looks like because it's actually a bit difficult to get experience in that area and observe a mediation. Mm. And also have um, two speakers. So one will be Jared Lachlan, who's a workplace psychologist and a mediator, and he will talk about causes of conflict in the workplace. And I will have Caitlin Betty, who is a counselling psychologist and a family dispute resolution practitioner. And she will speak about managing defensive behaviour in mediation because I think it's very important to have the input of psychologists in this area. And my speakers are both psychologists and mediators, so they're very well qualified to talk about this. And then at the end of the second day, we, t- we reflect on practice and we talk about how to manage your well-being as a mediator. Uh, we talk about practice considerations like how to deal with complaints, how to make sure you comply with the national mediation standards. So we really, we cover a lot in that workshop. There was one important step that you, when you were talking about the workplace mediation itself, and you really emphasise that in your blog. It's the employer as a third party in mediation and almost a silent partner but someone that you need to talk to could I ask you to just uh, explain a little bit more or just dive a little bit deeper into that part yeah so they're really I suppose not so much a third party like a stakeholder Mm -hmm. so they're the one that gives you the brief like they tell you the background of the conflict they're the ones that want you to basically hire you to come in and help resolve the problem between the staff and then at the end of the mediation generally they would like a copy of any agreement that is reached but they need to understand that I can't the mediator can't say what took place in the mediation and what was said because there's confidentiality Mm -hmm. 
So, so they're involved in the sense that they're giving you the brief and hiring you and paying your bill, but then you also need to explain to them your role as a mediator and that confidentiality attaches. So that's, mm. that's I'm into it. And one more thing that that is also emphasized in, in your musings about workplace mediation, and that really was um, very important for, for me, j- just to hear it again and again, and it's that the workplace mediations are not transactional, uh, or the conflicts in uh, workplace are not transactional. They are all about interpersonal relationships. Do you want to expand on that so that people actually really understand the difference between this type of mediation and possibly some other types? Yes, yeah, so the mediations I do is, yes, yeah, so I'm a private consultant, so I'm not doing a mediation in a commission where a commission like Fair Work Ombudsman or Fair Work Commission is workplace mediation in the context of unfair dismissal or bullying claims or non-payment of wages in accordance with a ward and so they're about legal rights and entitlements yes but the type of workplace mediation i do is because it's a privately engaged mediator i'm going into the organization it's about interpersonal conflict so it's about when two staff haven't been getting on well they've had maybe an argument or a bit of a cold war and their manager is concerned about it. Um, It can lead to sort of toxic feelings in the workplace or one staff member might have lodged a grievance or one staff member might have lodged a bullying claim and that's been found to be unsubstantiated. Uh, So then there's a mediation to unpack what the problem was and how they can work better together. So it's not transactional in that it's not about a threatened dismissal, it's not about pay, it's all about how can we interact to get better together, to be able to feel more comfortable going to work, to be able to get our work done, to be able to be productive in the workplace, to be able to fit better into the team, to be able to contribute more to our harmonious environment at work. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. I'm talking to Elizabeth Rosa, who is a workplace mediator, and she brings to us a wealth of experience. And Elizabeth, if you don't mind, I I know that I keep asking all these questions, but they're all the questions that I really found to be very important points in, in your training. Tell us, please, if you may, about the psychological aspect. What do you mean when you walk in there and you talk to parties individually before the mediation itself? So in terms of the assessing whether the party is ready from psychological aspects, so workplace mediators are not necessarily psychologists. Some of them are. So really... Um, what the mediator is doing really is from a common sense point of view, do they feel that the party is ready for the mediation? Are they motivated? Will they participate in good faith? But also, are they well enough psychologically so that they would be able to handle themselves in the mediation? Because the mediation is quite intense and because it's two people talking about conflict that they've had, which that kind of conflict can be extremely upsetting 
and really affect their whole lives. So it's quite difficult for them to talk about it. So if I'd need to assess if they're well enough and sometimes they're not, sometimes they've been on leave and then stress leave and then they need to actually really get a medical certificate to say that they're well enough to participate. With the practice of family dispute resolution, there's actual regulations about assessing parties for readiness psychological wellness and other kinds of wellness um, so I think that that is a good protocol for workplace mediation to make sure that they're psychologically well enough it's that concept that comes from counseling of do no harm mm-hmm. so you want uh, a person that's not psychologically well enough to participate in mediation because it could maybe do more harm than good Dear listeners, I'm talking to Elizabeth Rosa, a workplace mediator from Sydney, and she's been telling us about her approach to workplace mediation. Elizabeth, we were talking about various types of workplace conflict. Tell me, if you can, some specific aspects of a conflict between a supervisor and subordinate, for example. Because those things often happen. Of course, it happens. Uh, conflict happens between peers. But what about when you have the power imbalance? Yeah. So quite a lot of mediations arise out of conflict between a staff member and their manager, and it's often in the context where the manager is new and the staff members had a previous manager, and that previous manager had their own style, and maybe they were a bit more relaxed or hands off and then the new manager comes in and with a different style and they're more hands on and then the staff member can feel like they're micromanaging or something like that. Sometimes the staff member will bring a complaint about that or even feel bullied. Um, So that's quite a common scenario and in terms of managing power imbalance, So in the mediation, they both got the opportunity to speak about whatever concerns they have and then I balance about who's going to speak first. But generally at the beginning, I get the staff member to speak first um, to manage that power imbalance so they don't feel dominated by the manager. Do you ever encounter narcissistic uh, situations? One of the people is overly egoistic, self-centered, and we read in literature that this happens in real life and and many of our listeners, I'm sure, have seen situations like those. How do you deal with those? Yeah, so um, that kind of personality really, I suppose we use that, that word has been used quite a lot in the media and there's quite a lot of discussion about narcissistic personalities, but the effect of a narcissistic personality is that they can't empathise with other people and they can't put themselves in another person's shoes and also they can't really predict how another person would react to something and they're not really interested in um, how another person feels. And I think it's partly because they're so stressed or chronically anxious that they're just struggling every day to manage themselves. That's why they can't really think about how the pe- other people feel. 
Mm. Um, so with that kind of personality in a pre-mediation meeting, I'd have to see if they had the ability, because in a mediation, people need to be able to think, put themselves in the other person's shoes and think about how the other person feels in the situation. So I would have to see if they had capacity for that. And I would have to see if they were going to be able to manage their behaviour. So as in, because they're often very anxious people, if they were so anxious and emotional, whether they wouldn't be able to handle themselves. Mm. And that emotion could mean that the other person feels they can't say much because they're afraid of upsetting them. Mm. Mm. So interesting. And look, those, those personality traits are very, very um, often overlooked in, in workplace <laughs> situations because um, the, of that power imbalance that, uh, that, that's at least in my view uh, often. And, uh, and people just move on and, and say, okay, you know, I'm just leaving this, this place. But that's a story and scenario for possibly another conversation between us. Uh, Elizabeth, we are heading towards the end of this program, this episode. Could you please now tell us, you, you did say the dates. Can you please tell us uh, again how it is happening when exactly it is happening, uh, on which platform, and also uh, when is the early bird closing? Yeah, so thanks, Vesna. So it is happening two days on Thursday the 25th, Friday the 26th of May by Zoom. So it's available to mediators in Australia and New Zealand, anywhere really, but it's a whole day workshop. Um, so if you're from England, it might not work so much. It is by Zoom, but we vary it a lot and we have breakout rooms and we watch the video and we even do stretching exercises. So there's a lot of variety, so don't worry about it being by Zoom. It's working very well by Zoom. And the other thing is that the early bird ends on the 28th of April. Only in a few days' time, people, you need to register if you want to have the benefit of an early bird registration. And Elizabeth, any final comments? Yeah, there's no, well, I, I really love running the workshop and I sort of, and also love talking to you and talking to mediators in general. And one of the exciting things about the workshop is that the participants come from different backgrounds. So they could be, they could be a mediator with a background as a psychologist or a lawyer or a social worker or anything really. And so you get, um, in the workshop, you get to hear all their perspectives on things. And we're all talking about human personality and how to work with people and how, how to help them resolve conflict. So it's like an age-old question and every, it's a topic that everybody gets very excited about. So it's always we have very rich discussions and, and learn a lot in the workshops and I learn a lot from the participants as well. Mm, it is very interactive. Yes, as I said, I, I experienced it last year and was very pleased with how it all goes. And, and it, people, if you think two days is too much, no, at the end of it, you, you will think I want more. <laughs> My guest in today's episode has been Elizabeth Rosa. Elizabeth, all the best to you. And give me another 12 months and I'll call you again. Thanks so much, Vesna. I really enjoyed the interview. Thank oh, you again. No <laughs> worries. All the best to you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye.